cryptids and unknown creatures are roaming all across the globe. It doesn't seem to matter if you're in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, there just seems to be strange and unknown happenings going on everywhere. Welcome back to the swamp and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true encounters with cryptid creatures sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or on reddit r slash thedarkswamp. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Now, let's jump right into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Was it a skimwalker? Bye. Sam. This story will need some context, so people understand I was born hearing impaired, so I have hearing aids. This story takes place in 2016 during the summer. My family had moved to Tennessee in 2010 from Maine, and my mom married a man who loved hiking and camping. So he made it a thing for us to be visiting West Virginia and Virginia on the Appalachian Trail very often. We started doing this sometime in 2012 and have done it each year since. My sister and I loved the outdoors, so this didn't bother us until 2016. That is, we were on the trail about a day's hike till the point we were going to get off and then travel back home. We had set up a camp and there was a nearby creek my sister and me liked to explore. Whenever we would go off the trail, we would make sure that we would tie blue ribbons around small trees and twigs so we would know how to get back. So, we were doing this, and we were on our way to the creek because we collected rocks at the time and we knew we could find some nice ones out there. We made it about 5 to 10 feet away from the stream, and we froze in place. What we witnessed is something that still haunts us. It makes me feel disgusted to this day. On the other side of the creek were dozens, and I mean dozens, of mutilated animal corpses, if you could even call them that at this point. They looked like someone had ripped them apart and thrown the insides around. Then we noticed that all the sounds had gone silent. No birds, no bugs, not even the sound of the wind. The only sound we could hear was the creek and twigs snapping in front of us on the other side of the stream. What I saw next is something I wish I really hadn't. A very tall creature stepped out of the woods and stepped into the clearing, and I just sat there and stared. I had no idea what I was seeing or what to make of it. It had a wolf's head, but a man's build. It was lean, but still had muscle. It had claws that were long like fingers. It had amber, yellowish looking eyes. Its fur also looked like a corpse, barely hanging on, mangy and matted. There was a stench like that of a dead animal, in the open sun for two, three, maybe even four days. And the second this thing stepped out, I was washed with this feeling like I was the most hated thing in existence. Like this thing never, ever wanted me to feel happiness or joy again almost like it wanted to pulverize me. It then lowered its jaw just a little, and it let out this long, low growl like a dog that snapped us out of whatever made us freeze in our steps. The first thing we did was bolt back the way we came following our markers. I made it about, I'd say, maybe 20 or so steps before I heard a scream that sounded like a mixture of a human screaming till their vocal cords would give out and that of a wounded dog. But just like the highest point of the yelp. It broke my hearing aids and my ears started bleeding. After that, I could only hear a sound similar to what you hear after a flashbang goes off right in front of you. So I just kept running. 
All the while, we heard footsteps and branches breaking behind us. We thought it was going to get us at any point. But then we flew out of the brush back onto the trail where my parents had set up the camp. We ran to them and told them to get their shotguns, because something massive and dangerous was chasing us. My sister later told me the footsteps stopped behind us before we came to the camp. Our parents asked us if the scream they heard was us or the thing chasing us. We said it was whatever that weird wolf thing was. We stayed at the camp until nightfall, and nothing happened until after dark. About three hours after the sun had set, my sister and I sat by the fire too scared to even remotely talk. Our parents went to bed in their tent behind us, but left the shotgun with me just in case whatever that was came back and to give us a little security. Well, my sister and I were just kind of quietly talking when we heard movement opposite my parents' tent, and a dirty man with a wolf pelt wrapped around him walked out, and in a deep, raspy voice asked, Why did you run from me? Initially, I sat there kind of stunned, just staring at him. Then my stepdad came out of his tent with his shotgun raised at the man. He asked him who he was and what he wanted. The man just looked at him with this hate that I've never seen and said nothing. My stepdad pulled the trigger. Then uh, I began to pick up another weapon. I knew this man before me was the thing we had seen earlier and my stepdad knew it also. The man immediately bolted faster than any human being I'd ever seen. We stayed up in shifts all night. My stepdad and I took turns. The entire night all we heard were footsteps and whistling around us. I don't like whistling now at all, and I'll never do it. When the first sunlight hit, we were up and absolutely moving like bats out of hell. We made a day's hike and half a day, and we have not gone back to that area since. I know what that thing was, but I wish to never see another one again. Beast in the Basement by CatBeast1331 this was almost 10 years ago at this point, and at the time, I was living in a friend's basement. This friend was very religious, and I'm not so religious. Most nights, I had insomnia and would stay up studying. At the time, I was in school for veterinary assistance. I was also trying to write urban fiction on the side. This particular incident occurred throughout the night. I was studying and writing with the TV in the background. On the first night, I had gone out to smoke and had the basement door open just a crack to not let the cats out. I heard a deep growling sound at first. I thought my cats were fighting, but when I turned around to yell at them, all three were sitting inside staring in the basement storage area. As I said, I'm not new to the paranormal, so I wasn't even all that startled. I told the being it was not allowed to stay and that it had to leave, and that was that for the rest of the night. On the second night, I watched a movie and heard the deep growl again, but this time it was accompanied by racking nails on metal. Naturally, I looked for the cats first. One was on the back of the couch I was on, and the other two were on the pool table again. All were just staring at the storage area in the basement. So I dug out the voice recorder from a tote, just in case I heard it again. As I said, I had encountered the paranormal before, so I was a little interested. And as you guessed, a few hours later, I heard the growling again. I turned it on to record. I did catch the growling and some unintelligible speaking. I had no idea what was being said, as I could never get the audio I listened to to really be clear or concise. When I went to have someone listen to it, the file was mysteriously gone. I know that's cliche, but I know I recorded something. But when I went to have an amateur ghost hunting friend listen to it, like I said, it was somehow gone. There were no batteries in the recorder. When I put the batteries in the writer, it had files from a few nights before, but not the ones from that particular night. 
The growling went on, but nothing ever seemingly happened. Instead, the cats would just stop and stare, and I would tell it to leave, it would growl and seemingly go away. I would sometimes catch outlines of something furry and almost wolf-like, but I never actually got a very good look at it. I didn't really fear it too much because it never felt like necessarily malevolent, but since then I have moved out and haven't heard the growling since, so I don't think it followed me, and the homeowners don't use the basement for anything but storage, so it may still be down there growling in the middle of the night. I don't know if this was an actual like cryptid or physical creature, or if it was some sort of haunting, but either way, thanks for sharing my story. Large Winged Creature by Rug Doog Around 10 to 15 years ago, a friend and I were driving down River Road when some winged creatures swooped the hood of my car, surrounding and blocking the windshield and wrapping around the passenger side window, and then disappearing altogether. As we were driving, I'm telling her the story about this sleep paralysis demon I saw in a dream. It looks like a winged demon made of molten stone and red eyes, trapped behind a stone prison that it escapes and chases me from. It was incredibly dark out, sometime around 9 to 10 p.m., and as I'm telling this story, we drive under a large willow tree and something drops out of the sky or the tree and swoops the hood of my car, filling my entire windshield, wrapping around the side of my windows so I can't see a thing. My friend screams and I stop the car abruptly. I remember it now as an owl with feathery wings, but part of me reflects red eyes, black fleshy wings, and a human face. But I'm not sure if it was just because of what the images that were already running through my head were, or if it was what I was actually seeing. Now, I assume it was an owl because they are fairly common where we were driving through. You do see some pretty big barn owls these days. They do swoop headlights every so often, but I don't know if it's actually something that's common. I've seen other types of owls around here as well, but nothing really matches this description. I wanted to ask everyone here in the swamp if anybody's ever experienced something like this, as it's always bothered me, and I can't tell if there's some sort of cryptid out there, or if this was just some sort of massive owl. Through the years, I have met people who are so intrigued by this subject, some embrace the stories I have shared, and others believed them to just be stories. I had worked with one friend who never really believed in these encounters, and believed them to be just scary stories to tell children. So, it came as no surprise when he would encounter a skinwalker himself, and become a believer in our supernatural beliefs. His encounter with a skinwalker terrified him so bad, that he never doubted anyone's story ever again. He had told me this story the following day at work. He said he had been at home that night when he got a call from a female friend that needed a ride from work, so being a good friend, he picked her up and drove her home. After he picked her up, they began talking on the drive back. It was about a 15 mile ride outside of town. They had picked up a late dinner and decided that they would eat at a spot she liked. As they sat and ate and talked for a couple of hours, he claimed that he heard small taps on the back of his window. Not really paying any attention to it, he said that the taps became louder and more noticeable. After a while, she began to get extremely nervous and told him that it would be better to just leave. As he started up his car, a huge bang came from behind them as if someone had hit them head on. Freaking out, he said he put his car into drive and like a bat out of hell, wondering what caused that noise, 
He told her he wanted to pull off to the side of the road and see if there was any damage to his car. Telling him no, and not to do this, and to keep going, they sped all the way back to her house. After about 20 minutes, they finally reached her house, both terrified at what had happened. He said they just sat in his car, dumbstruck. He finally asked her what the hell happened. She looked at him and told him that a skinwalker had been following her for the past few weeks. Thinking to himself that she was crazy and she was making it up, he told her that he did not believe in it and tried to rationalize that maybe someone had hit them. It was not until they got out to go look at the back where the loud bang had come from. It was at that moment that his blood froze in his veins. As they approached the back of the car, they saw the dent on the trunk of the car. But this dent was only the size of a human hand and had left a handprint. Freaking out, he explained that she was nearly in tears and told him that he needed to get back home as fast as he could. As he left her house, he said that he sped all the way home. When he finally got back, he explained that he was not entirely sure what had happened and went to look at the dent. Still shocked at the sight, his fears got worse. As he was walking back in the house he was staying at, he happened to look down the street and saw a black figure standing at the end hunched over like a dog. Freaking out more, he said that he stayed up all night afraid that this skimwalker or whatever it was would come for him next. The following morning, I had just arrived at work when he also was pulling in. His eyes were heavy. It looked like he had not slept much. He then told me of his encounter. Startled by his revelation, he showed me the dent on his car. The previous day, we had been hanging out by his car and it did not see a dent. From there, he had been plagued by nightmares of this thing. It was probably four to five months later he finally quit and moved back to his hometown. I still don't know what happened to him, but I hope that his nightmares stopped and that he had found peace with himself. I hike a lot. And this past winter, I saw footprints I could not explain. I live in Arizona, not far from the Navajo Reservation, and I am Navajo myself. In the middle of nowhere, there are ruins of an abandoned house. There is no roof, just adobe walls, a dried up well, and a dilapidated travel trailer. Somebody broke into the travel trailer long ago, and pack rats built nests inside the trailer. I have never been inside the trailer because I avoid mouse droppings due to hantavirus fears. I use the abandoned house and travel trailer as landmarks in my hikes. So, this past winter, I went on a hike. At the abandoned homestead, I saw the footprint of a small child. No adults, nothing else. The footprints were 5 inches long and 3 inches wide and they looked like the soles of sneakers or something a child would wear. I also saw evidence that the child dug around inside the travel trailer, taking out the things from within. There was a hodgepodge of household items lined up neatly in a row. Steel skillet, a hammer, roofing nails, old Coleman fuel containers, old-fashioned glass bottles, etc. Wondering if I was seeing the tracks of a runaway or lost child, I decided to track the footprints. The tracks led away from the homestead, across the plains and up the side of a mesa. 
Three miles away, the tracks intersected a dirt road. On the dirt road, I found the tire tracks from a car. The car was parked parallel to the dirt road and the child's footprints walked to the driver's side of the car and got in. The car tracks then did a three-point turn and headed back in the opposite direction. Confused about the tracks, I visited my elder. I relayed my story and my elder offered an explanation. He told me I tracked a skimwalker. He also told me they make their bodies and footprints small. He told me a story of how magic works. He said the skimwalker was probably looking for something inside the ruins. I don't know if this is necessarily a creepy story to anyone out there, but I thought it might be interesting to share as people seem to really enjoy these types of stories on your show. After a stressful day of work, I had gone over to my friend's apartment to shoot the breeze, eat some food, and play a few games on my friend's PS4. It was getting late and I had to be up early the next day. My friend walked me out to the parking lot to my car. There was no one else in the parking lot, just us two. As I was unlocking my car, a dog walked out from the side of a nearby building about 25 feet away or so. It came fully into view and stopped to look at us. It was a little bit bigger than a standard Great Dane. It was all black with long hair that appeared to be falling out in clumps. It had long ears and a long, scraggly tail. I remember making eye contact with it. It had dark, maroon-colored eyes. And now we locked eyes. I swear on everything that I know. It smiled at us. But instead of a dog's lips going back and forth like you would imagine, the lips went up slightly sideways. I saw white, human-like teeth. I recall suddenly getting a feeling of dread and fear. I felt like it was something disguised as a dog, pretending to be a dog to try to maybe trick me. But I knew this was not a dog at all. I am certain of it, even to this day. The energy coming off this thing did not feel dog-like. I do not know how else to describe it, but my hair was up on end. This thing felt absolutely evil. It turned around from us and began limping slowly back around the corner from where it had stepped out from. It seemed to have most of its weight on its front legs, walking with a hunched back. When it was limping away... I noticed its rear left foot was wrapped in blue gauze and the foot looked very... odd. The heel was parallel to the ground. I am unsure if my friend saw exactly what I saw, but she suddenly said, It's leaving. Let's follow it. She ran after the darn thing, right after it disappeared around the corner. I honestly remember being so scared for my friend, so I went sprinting after her. I rounded the corner to find my friend looking around very confused. The dog was gone. At the rate it was walking, and limping, and given the proximity that it was to us, which again was no more than 25 feet or so, there was no way that it could have disappeared that quickly. It's humanly impossible, physically impossible, will you? The air was suddenly extremely cold, even for South Texas in January. My teeth were chattering, and I told my friend to quickly get back to her apartment, lock the door, and stay inside at all cost. I warned her that that thing was definitely not a dog, and told her I would text her when I got home to let her know that I was safe. Once I was safe at home, I texted my friend 
and thought that was going to be the end of it. But even as I settled down into my bed, my heart was still racing. It did not help that around 12am there was a low whistling right outside my window. My neighbor's house is not too far from mine, but they are good people and there is no logical reason for them to be that close to my window at night. Whistling. I did not make any indication that I was aware of the whistling, and I tried to pretend like it wasn't even happening. It was not even musical, just the sort of whistle someone is giving if they are trying to get your attention. Eventually, the whistling stopped, and I heard nothing else for that night. I had trouble sleeping, and I have not experienced anything or seen anything ever since. To start this story off and to give a little insight about me, I'm an 18-year-old female who grew up in Michigan and have lived in the country for as long as I can remember. And for heads up, this is a long story, so bear with me. On one particular hot summer weekend, I and a couple of my friends, including my boyfriend, let us call him Tony, and my older brother, let us call him Brad, decided we were going to go camping for the weekend, since it was such a warm week. Tony's parents had owned a cabin way out in Ludington, surrounded by a huge wooded area with a personal lake and no neighbors for at least four miles. But being stupid teenagers, we did not really think about that. All we were ready for was to party, as any normal teen would. Well after being there for two hours, our fun had started. Tony's friends had brought tons of alcohol and weed to last us for the weekend so we would not be bored since we had no cell service out there and only movies to watch. After it got around 12am and it was pitch black outside, we had a huge bonfire going. It was a total of six people including me and Tony. As we talked and laughed about upcoming events in our lives, we were so distracted that we did not even notice that my brother had literally frozen his eyes onto one section of the woods. Mind you, we were all a little bit intoxicated and kind of high at the time. Eventually, our talking ceased when Tony realized his friend and my brother had an emotionless expression. Hey dude, you alright? He asked Brad. Silence was all he got in reply. Brad did not reply or even make any movements that would indicate he had been heard. After that, I started to get scared as well as the other two girls there. It took a lot for my brother to act that way. Eventually, I was the first to catch on that he was excessively staring into a certain spot in the woods. I turned my head and followed his gaze the best I could, and when I finally caught on to what he was staring at, my heart dropped. There was, at first glance, a dog. At least that's what I thought it was. It was some person's dog that had wandered off, right? But then my brain kicked in and I realized there were no neighbors for miles. So how could there be a dog? My mind started to race while Tony still tried to get Brad to speak or even move. In one motion, this thing stood up tall. And when I say tall, I mean gigantic. This thing had to be at least six foot tall. Everyone saw it then. How could you not? The other two girls and the other boy with us gasped as they finally grasped why my brother was still as a stick. No one moved for what seemed like hours. Tony was the first to talk. N no tail, he mumbled. No one heard what he said but Brad, and I swear to you, 
When I say his eyes were wide and as big as pan saucers, I mean it. That freaked me out immediately. What did you say? One of the girls asked. It has no freaking tail, he hissed at her. My heartbeat stopped. He was right. There was no tail on this thing. Suddenly, my clouded alcohol mind cleared up in a fraction of a second when I finally realized what this thing could possibly be. Now I understood why my brother was basically crapping his pants. This thing was a skimwalker. My instincts kicked in right then and there, but before I could nope out of there, the thing let out a terrible stench, like rotten meat, right before screaming something that sounds like straight out of a demon movie. The sound was enough to scare everyone. I, I told everyone to just run, run as fast as they can. My brother was the first out of his chair. He started shouting native words to the creature. No one questioned anything that we were saying. They just saw how deadly serious we were. He has never seen me so scared. Tony was absolutely baffled, so he knew it was a bad situation. We all hightailed it to the cabin with my brother in tow, still shouting native words at the creature. It seemed to keep it at bay while it gave us enough time to get inside. He slammed and locked the door before turning off all the lights and grabbing special ash from the kitchen counters and starting to throw at every window and door while chanting. Of course, he had everyone freaked out and basically in tears at the moment. All of us were still in shock for a while, and after he was done, no one said anything for a long time. He grabbed our dad's pistol and had it posted by him for hours. Everyone was entirely too shaken up to even question what happened. We must have fallen asleep eventually because I woke up to my brother packing all of our stuff into the cars early in the morning. I understand why. We have a native family. We knew that we were dealing with something way too strong for us, and we knew it would come back, and maybe not even alone. Before we left, I did one blessing on the cabin and spoke a few calming words to the still very freaked out girls. We left as soon as everything was packed up. To this day, we still have not explained exactly to our friends what happened that night. And they never bothered to ask us either. My friend is Mohawk Raised, Seneca native. He has received some training in shamanism, has a full kit, his mask, full regalia, the whole deal. One evening, my girlfriend at the time, H, this guy, C, and I were at a local conservation area. He felt a presence and expressed an interest in returning at night to hold a ceremony. We agreed and returned two weeks later. There are wooden stairs set in the ground leading to the top of a lookout area, which at the time was under construction. We arrived at midnight, climbed the stairway and crested the hilltop. He dressed in his regalia, lit some sage, and began to chant in Mohawk. The vibe changed immediately. I remember scanning the tree line as I looked around the area. On a second pass along the line, one of the taller silhouettes was gone. Had some ten-foot person or entity been standing there between me and the trees? Before I could begin to wonder at this missing hump in the dark tree line, see it stopped his chanting. Something is here. I think it's a shaman spirit. 
he turned and began to chant again. At this point, I was looking down the hill, and I suddenly heard a screech. The best description I can think of is a garage door in desperate need of oiling, closing loudly. Then we heard it again. Each turned toward me with her eyes wide and said, It's getting closer. The thing proceeded to approach us. Somewhere above in the trees in the forest to our right, it was calling in regular intervals as it approached. This loud, screeching noise. As we tracked it with our ears, we looked straight at each other in the dark, and then straight up. The regularity of the cry meant the next one should have been directly overhead. There was nothing above us against the starry background, and no further cry was heard. C wrapped up his ceremony. He gathered his things and we started to leave. He told us he had a vision of a red wolf watching us from the forest. He thought whatever the spirit was was powerful and not benevolent. I made it to the stairs before C and H proceeded down them. A few steps in, and the flashlight showed a black mass on the stairs that most definitely had not been there when we came up. A crow wing. Not a feather or parts of an animal. Not like something had been eating it, but an entire wing. I remember towing the edge to make sure it was legit. C came up behind me. Please tell me you didn't touch it. When I told him I had used my shoe to nudge it a little, he immediately got out of sage and washed the smoke all around me in a full body smudge, chanting in mohawk as he did so. Then we went back to the car and back to town. We commented that it still felt just as weird in the car as it had in the hilltop. We dropped C off at his house, then my girlfriend H and I went home. When we got home, I go to bed and H says she is going to read in the living room for a bit. I kiss her goodnight and go to bed. Sometime later I am awakened by a quiet knock on the door. I say come in. I assume that it's my girlfriend, but it's my friend C. He looks scared. He said, ah, could I come to see you? Are you okay? He told me that it followed us home. What do you mean, C? He described that he had gone to bed shortly after we dropped him off, fell asleep and was awoken suddenly because he could not breathe. There was a pressure on his chest, like something or someone was sitting on him, trying to suffocate him. As he strained for breath, just as he was worried about losing consciousness, the pressure would lift. He would get one or two deep sucking breaths in, and the weight would return. He finally decided to come to see if we were okay, and maybe if we could fight back together if I was not. I told him I had been sleeping fine, but if he wanted to stay, he was welcome. He said H had already agreed that that was a good idea and would sleep on the couch. C laid down beside me. Also, as soon as he did, I felt it. My chest was constricted by an unseen weight. I could not take an air. C grabbed my hand as I noticed he was not able to draw in either, and over the next long while, the same thing he described was happening to him at his place happened to both of us at mine. Pressure and gasping. And just when our lungs would begin to burn with the need of air, the pressure would be gone. We would get one, maybe two deep breaths, and slam, that unnatural weight was on our chest again. Over, and over, and over. Eventually the assault either ended, or I, or we, passed out. I remember waking up at some point much later feeling someone beside me, remembering C, and being surprised when I saw H laying there. I remember saying, 
Oh, it's you. And hearing a questioning mumble from her before sleep overtook me again. The first thing the next morning, H asked me what I meant when I said, oh, it's you. I explained that I was surprised that C had left. C, she says, looking over at me like I am crazy. Yeah, when did he leave? He never came over. I was insistent that he had. I know the difference between reality and dreamland, but no, apparently I had a very, very vivid but totally normal nightmare. Nothing to worry about. Chalk it up as the strangest dream experience I had ever had, and we go on with our lives. Two days later, H comes running into the apartment after work. She is a barista at a very cool indie coffee shop downtown that C and I both frequented. She explained that C had been in, and I was to go to his place immediately. Why? H, is everything alright? She looked uncomfortable. Not exactly scared, but not okay either. She refused to give me any more details, and to this day I am so grateful she did not. She just explained she had sent him home and told him to wait for me there. I get in the car and head to C's house. I knock on the front door and his mom lets me in. I head to his room and into the back. I knock and enter. Hey man, how's it going? He asked. I tell him I'm fine. I just wondered if everything was okay. You were gone when I woke up the other day. Immediately a tingle went through my body and chill iced my spine. Excuse me? Yeah, you came over the other night. After you dropped me off because something had followed us home and was suffocating you as you slept. When you laid down with me, it started hitting both of us. It still gives me chills to this day. C had come into the coffee shop that afternoon and asked H if I was okay after leaving his place. She expressed some interesting confusion. She told her his story, and without saying a single word about me or my experience, she told C very calmly that she was done with work at 5 and would very much appreciate it if he could be home around then because she was sending me there as soon as she got home. He was startled and agreed to do so. The reason I appreciate this is she did not want to ruin the wonder of it by revealing the truth to us. She let us discover it from each other. Something did indeed come home with us and apparently disguised itself as a close friend to conduct a paranormal torment. Apparently, it came to see disguised as me, and came to me looking like him. This past Halloween, I did not have many friends who wanted to hang out. Only two at the time wanted to celebrate. One eventually bailed though, leaving me and my friend Rob to hang out alone. It was freezing. I had to bike out to our usual rendezvous place which was about an equidistance from our houses. This place was a gas station adjacent to an exceptionally large field that was occasionally used for soccer games. We both arrived at the gas station, went inside, got water, sunflower seeds, and left. Due to the pandemic, we decided to not risk exposure by trick-or-treating so we went to go walk in this field. It was around 9.30 at night and pitch black outside. We do not live near any major cities, so our only light was from the moon and the stars. The sky was clear that night, so around five minutes in, we became entranced by them, walking forwards with our heads craned back looking up. This went on for a minute or two before we thought we heard some shuffling near us. We turned to the right to see a dark figure lit very dimly by the extraterrestrial light. I am a rather small person and Rob is not too much bigger, so the littlest of things normally will pit us on edge, but this thing was different. 
It looked bipedal, though it seemed to be bent over like it had a hunchback, and there were some protrusions from its head, either horns or ears. It was quite difficult to tell. I immediately let out a small scream and ran to the side. I was trying to hide behind Rob because I'm a very manly guy, as you can tell. I knew he occasionally carried a hunting knife, as he is more of an outdoorsy kind of person. The thing then bent down to walk on all fours and started yipping strangely, like a small dog almost. My friend grabbed the back of my jacket and yanked me back and yelled at me to run. He then pulled out the hunting knife, and the creature was pacing while still making strange noises. It looked like it was about to get closer before Rob threw the knife at it. The thing got up and ran. He yelled and exasperated, holy crap, as he started running. As we ran, I heard a voice repeatedly echo what Rob had just said. We ran all the way back to the gas station to where we parked our bikes. Wordlessly, we decided it was best to just go inside the brightly lit gas station and just wait our nerves out there. We have not been able to hang out since due to the virus, but I doubt we will go walking in that field that night again. Footprints in the Ice by Boobius Hackred I'll keep this short and sweet. A few years back, we were having a brutally cold winter. The snow had frozen into ice and covered everything. It was pitch black in the backyard when I let my dog outside one last time before bed that evening. As we exited the house from the sliding door of the walkout basement and onto the lower deck, I felt like something was off. Our home backs up to some woods, so I was accustomed to hearing noises from the wildlife at night. But this, this was different. Nothing made a sound except the cold arctic wind, but I felt I was being watched. When my dog was in the backyard, I looked around nervously, expecting a coyote or a predator to pop out of the tree line. My dog did his business, but afterwards stopped and stared at a corner of the woods until I got creeped out and called him back inside. I quickly locked the sliding door and shut the curtains, unable to shake the uneasy feeling I had outside. Then, after double and triple checking all the locks in the house, I finally felt at ease enough to go to bed. Sometime around 3 in the morning, I hear the muffled sound of my dog barking from the basement two floors below. I got up, stumbled down three flights of stairs, and found him standing at the basement sliding door. He was peeking his head through the closed curtains, barking his head off with the hairs standing up all on his back. I tried calling him away from the door, but he would not let up. I dreaded peeking out the curtain to see what he was barking at after the uneasy feeling I had from earlier in the night. Finally, I held my breath, swiped the curtain aside, I peered into the blacky inkness, but I saw nothing to cause any alarm. A wave of relief washed over me. I figured it must have been a deer or a raccoon in the yard that set him off. He whined at the door for a few more minutes until I bribed him upstairs with a dog cookie. After that, I went back to bed and wasn't disturbed again that night. That is, until the morning when I went to the basement to let out the dog. I opened the sliding door and walked out onto the deck as he bounded into the snow. When I looked down, my blood ran as cold as the sub-zero morning temperatures. A set of bare human footprints were frozen in the ice on the deck. They were obvious. I could make out each toe of the person's foot. The prints were large and appeared to be in the form of an adult, maybe a male. 
Looking around, I noticed they started at the base of the deck and disappeared off the side of the deck. I had my snow boots on, so I walked around the yard, but I could find no trace of the footprints in the snow once they left the deck. Keep in mind, the daily temperatures were at around 0 degrees Fahrenheit, and the wind chill was close to 20 below. Frostbite would set in within a matter of minutes for anyone walking around barefoot, especially in the dead of night. I never experienced anything like that again, but I have adopted a second dog. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story you would like to share in a future episode on this show, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps this episode grow. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications because I upload videos nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow on those platforms and it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for supporting The Swamp. Be sure to comment down below what story was your favorite as it helps me pick better ones in the future. And if you made it all the way to the end, be sure to comment the code word of the day, which is Navajo Humanoid. Comment that down below to confuse anybody else who didn't make it to the end. Thank you guys so much for supporting The Swamp. I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.